Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 208, The Full Force of Nature of Bears. On this episode, we discuss why are bear attacks and encounters on the rise? What should you do if you see a grizzly bear on the trail, or a black bear for that matter? What does it mean to be bear aware? We see that everywhere. What does that mean when someone says that? And why do people go nuts when they see a bear? I mean, it's insane. They go crazy. And finally, what's up with all this snow in the Northwest? Stop snowing. You can always join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. If you're planning a day hike, backpacking adventure, you need to plan your route, right? You need to go out there with completely no map, no blank. I hope you're not any anyway. You want to download Gaia GPS. It's a great iOS app for planning and routing your trip. It's it's so easy to use. You can find the link to become a member on Trust the Trail Podcast, episode 208. Just click on the banner. Just for Trust the Trail listeners, you'll get the first year for only $31.99. It's normally $40. So here's everything you can do. You can plan your route. And you don't need cell service then to download that map or to see that map. You can print custom maps. You can actually see the topography of where you're going to go hiking. It's a great app. A lot of people use it. I know Backcountry Light and Ryan Jordan uses it. He just did a master class for it. In full disclosure, Gad GPS at no cost to you offers us a commission for each new member that joins. So thousands and thousands of maps that you can actually take a look at for people that have already planned the route. So just look at what they did and you can copy what they did. And then you have your route right there. So I want to, this is kind of an interesting uh, podcast or interesting show. And I'm going to tell you why we came up with this idea. So Ariane and I, uh, we went into Yellowstone the other day. And uh, it, was one, it was one of the only days that we could get out of Cook City. I mean, I can't even tell you how much snow we have up here. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But we had one day. So it kind of shoveled out, dug out of, of uh, you know, about two feet of snow and went into the park. Because the Yellowstone National Park has just opened their west entrance. So we thought, well, we'll try to scoot through the park. The roads were in pretty good condition once you get... Um, got off the mountain uh, down in Cook City. Uh, the roads were in, in great condition, actually. And so and it was sunny outside. So we decided, well, we're going to go into the park and 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 go check it out. Well, on, on that day, we saw two grizzly bears. And, you know, we'd gone out. We were, you know, we, we, you know, you can hike anywhere. Uh, you don't need a permit to go any to do, go day hiking anywhere. In, in the park, and Yellowstone is open 365 days a year. The roads may not be open in all parts of the park, but the trails are open. If you can get to the trail, you can go hiking. So we're, uh, you know, we're on the trail, and, man, we saw, we saw a grizzly bear. So I thought it was important 
to kind of talk about bears, grizzly bears, being bear aware, and the fact that the con bear conflicts are definitely up in 2021. We're definitely up in 2021. Now, deaths were not, but conflicts and bear encounters, they definitely were up. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why that's happening and then go through what you do when if you have a bear encounter because I think it's important. You know, we didn't we have not done enough shows on this, um, but it's highly important, and we're going to go into why this is happening. Um, there have been a number of fatal bear attacks in 2021, no doubt about it. Uh, we've had a few up here. We had one recently this year in 2022. Um, however, the the, the fatal bear attacks are in par with the number of regular high fatality years in the past. So the deaths have not gone up, but the bear encounters and bear conflicts have definitely gone up. But, but, but being killed by a bear has not, there's not a dramatic increase in that. Um, they, uh, there's been a huge, huge bear uh, increase in conflict between bears, human, and pets, and dogs. And that's the thing, you know, like we always hear, well, dogs will keep the bear away. That's actually one of the stats that's on the rise. Bear encounters or bear conflicts with dogs. Um, the main cause for the spike is evident according to fieldandstream.com fieldandstream.com they say the main cause for this spike is evident there are more grizzly bears in these areas and we we've talked about this before and the bear population is increasing it's not decreasing um they all they go on to say there have been uh, more aggressive than black bears uh, then there have been grizzly numbers dwindled in the 70s so they're saying that uh, uh, grizzly bears have increased uh, since they were almost extinct in the 1970s and and now they are they also occupy a wider range than they used to so not only has the grizzly bear population dramatically increased but they're spread out even farther they go on to save for grizzly bears, we have documented an increase in the number of human-bear conflicts in areas like the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem, where this is where we are, where they have expanded the range about threefold over four decades and increasingly occupy areas where human use and influence on the landscape is greater. It's not just more bears, they go on to say. Now, here's, here's an interesting part. There are more people recreating in bear country than ever, and a lot of them don't know how to re recreate safely. So there, this is, that's, that's the whole gig in a nutshell. There's more bears. They're more in a spread-out area, but there's many, many more people going out there and if we saw anything during the pandemic we saw a greater number of people going out there for the first time you know they're they're just ready you know they're just you know trying to hike in nature and 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 connect in nature and have fun and you know um 
a bear encounter is the last thing on their mind. Or if it is the first thing on their mind, they haven't really educated themselves to know what to do. And that's what this podcast is show. This that's what this show is going to be. Um, and by the way, I'm going to put the 2021 bear statistics on uh, episode 208. That's on our website, trustthrillpodcast.com, episode 28, so you can see for yourself the odds of a bear encounter and what that means. Uh, it, it's still such a slim, slim, slim chance. Uh, they've got some Appalachian Trail stats on there, Yellowstone stats on there, and it's quite interesting to see that. Because every time when we do a show about bear safety um, or what happens if you encounter a bear, we always get, you know, um, that's my biggest fear. I don't go out there because I'm afraid of a bear attack. Well, it's not being afraid of the bear attack. It's knowing what to do if you see a bear. And most of the time, you're not going to get attacked. Most of the time, you're gonna, you might have a bear encounter. But um, for backpackers, for sure, you might have a bear go through your uh, food bag. But we're going to talk about that, too, a little bit. So we we hear a lot, you know, well, well, what do I do if I see a bear on the trail? What, 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 what do I do? Well, first, let's break that down into some real common sense. Okay? Common sense. If you see a bear on the trail, stay away from it. Back off. Move away. I mean, the bear doesn't want to see you on the trail any more than you want to see the bear on the trail. It's a mutual... It's a mutual, like, get away from me uh, feeling between you and the bear. The bear doesn't want to see you. It doesn't want to encounter you. It wants nothing to do with you. And it, it's just like, and we, I think we've used this analogy on the show before, that, you know, if, if you're sitting in your house and you're, you're just kind of like, you know, having dinner, and someone just kind of walks into your back door and walks up to you in your kitchen, you'll be like, hey, man, what the heck? It's, it's going to be a frightening experience. Um, it, it's a very, it, it could be a deadly encounter, right? I mean, it, it, it's not, you're breaking into someone or you're, you're, you're a victim of someone breaking into your house while you're having dinner. Well, the bear feels the same way. And here's, you know, here's a bear just, he's just, you know, they're just looking for food. Many times they're there to protect their young. And all of a sudden they see this person coming into their territory. And the bear goes, hey man, what's up with that? So, you know, in, in most, most time now we have seen many, we've seen plenty of bear. Um, not only on the AT, but in the southeast, in Georgia, all the way up through Pennsylvania. I've seen uh, bear in Virginia. Um... Uh, you know, and then especially out here in Yellowstone, we see bear all the time. And so what do you do? You just move away. Distance yourself. This is not a time to try to take a selfie with the bear. Keep your eye on it. What's it doing? And then this is if you see a bear on the trail, if you're hiking on the trail, if you're backpacking and you see a bear. Now, sometimes you see a bear and you're at camp. You know, your tents are set up. What do you do when you see a bear walk into your camp? Move away. Distance yourself. Keep your eye on it. Now, I'm hoping that if you are in 
bear country where bears are more aggressive, and that would be in the Pacific Northwest, California, you don't have bear spray on you. Now, I'm not so sure on the Appalachian Trail it's necessary, but that's your decision. It's, it's not a bad idea, but, you know, you, you, you know it's not as um, important. You're not part of the food chain on the Appalachian Trail. Although, you know, recent, there has been recent bear activity where, you know, that may or may not have happened. But for the most part, you're not going to need bear spray on the trail. But if, but if you are, if you do see a bear on the trail, keep your eye on it, back off. Distance yourself, get your bear spray out, and know how to use it. Do not ever turn your back on a bear. <laughs> that is a bad idea. Don't turn your back on it. In, in, in Yellowstone, you turn your back and run, the bear looks at you as lunch. You don't want to turn your bear. Just walk slowly backwards. You know, you're, the whole idea is to, to say, hey, bear, I'm not a threat, man. You know, I'm, I'm no threat to you. So you back off. The National Park Service says that if you are attacked by a bear, and most of the time this is going to be, you know, hiking or backpacking in the backcountry. If you're attacked by a brown or grizzly bear, you leave your pack on. Don't take your pack off. Leave it on. Just play dead. Lay flat on your stomach with your hands clasped be behind your neck. You spread your legs to make it harder for the bear to turn you over. And then you just you lay still until the bear leaves. That is the worst case scenario, folks. Um, we know from experience being up in Cook City that grizzly bears tend to be tend to get pissed off a lot easier. They have um, they have very low temperament. Dogs uh, barking will piss off a grizzly bear. And so uh, just bring me in quiet, lay on the ground, play dead. Fighting back usually increases the intensity of bear attacks because they, they just they get pissed. If the attack persists, however, if you're laying on your you know, if you're laying on the ground playing dead and the bear is like, hey, you know, I'm gonna have you for lunch then that's your time to, you know, poke the bear in the eye, kick the bear in the face, do whatever you can to get out of there. Use whatever you have to hit the bear in the face. Bears do not like being hit in the face. Um, black bears. Now, in Yellowstone, we have the black bears come in different shapes and sizes. Um, up in the Pacific Northwest, California, uh, some lower states, Utah, New Mexico, uh, black bears are not uh, like black bears in the southeast. Um, they do not play dead with a black bear. Do not play dead. Uh, you try to escape and secure a uh, place such a, you know, secure in a car or building um, if you can. Um, again, you're not running away from a black bear. Um, you're going to probably uh, yell, scream, Make yourself bigger. Um, black bears will bluff charge you, um, and and it's hard not to run. I, I mean, I get it. It, it. it would be hard not to run uh, because that you know fear of uh, you know flight or fright kicks in, right? 
Um, but you can't. You, you, you can't. You're going to, you know, use anything you can uh, to uh, fight that black bear if it attacks. If it attacks. Concentrate your kicks and blows on the bear's face and nose. Again, bears hate being slapped in the face. So that's where you want to go. So black bears, grizzly bears, um, do not play dead with a black bear. You're going to try to fight it a little bit more aggressively if it comes into your space. Grizzly bears, um, you're part of the food chain, so you you know act as if you're dead. And uh, most of the time in both of these encounters, if they attack, it's because the bear feels threatened. The bear feels threatened. Now, I know you're like, well, I feel pretty threatened when, you know, 800-pound bear comes, you know, charging at me. Yeah, of course. But it's not charging at you because it wants to, you know, like get to know you. It's charging at you because... It's protecting its territory, its young. And in Yellowstone, in, in specifically in Yellowstone, there's been many uh, attacks and encounters because the grizzly is protecting its food. So after a grizzly will kill a bison or an elk, a lot of times a grizzly will sleep on that, uh, on that uh, kill. It'll, it'll stay there uh, for a couple days. It won't move. Um, it'll fight off wolves. It'll, it, you name it. Every, you know, it'll fight off bald eagles. I mean, that that food is that bear's. If you stumble upon that, the bear looks at you as like, hey, man, you know, this is my kill. It, it took me a long time to get this bison down on the ground, and I ain't moving. So you have to keep that in mind. And again, you know, the bear is protecting its young. It's protecting its food source. It's protecting its territory. And, you know, you're just like somebody walking in a back door of somebody's house unannounced. They're going to be a little uh, startled. So, you know, just kind of know what to do. And the whole point of this show is to try to, you know, you know, it's not to scare anybody, obviously, but it's to have a plan. You know, make sure that you you have an idea of what you're going to do. Okay, if I see a grizzly and it's coming at me, it's running at me, I'm going to do this. If I see a black bear, I'm going to do this. You know, if I see a bear on the trail, I'm going to back away and do this. You know, it's all it's all about having a plan and, you know, not panicking and knowing what 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 to do. Um Now, you'll say, "Well, what if what if I'm on, what if I'm in my tent?" Well, um if any bear attacks you, in your tent um, or stalks you. And, you know, I mean, you're part of the food chain in the Pacific Northwest when it comes to grizzly. Um, and if it attacks you, uh, do not play dead. If you're in your tent, do not play dead. This is where you're going to fight back um, like a vicious uh, ninja. Um, this it's, it's very rare, but it's been happening a little more and more. It's happened a few times in the Smokies. Of course, that's a black bear. Now, I can go into a little bit why that there's a huge difference between a black bear black bear attack in the Smokies and a grizzly attack in Yellowstone. Um, grizzly attack out here, if you're in your tent, is rare, but it's going to be because that bear is starving. It's because it's hungry, and the bear is so desperate, it's going to try it's going to try anything for food. Okay, that's the time that you fight back with everything you have in the Smokies and on the Appalachian Trail. If a black bear attacks you in your tent, it's not an attack. 
it's a smash and grab to where the black bear and the smokies are they don't want they're not going to sit there and have a picnic with you uh, it's more like they're grabbing your tent it, it's often mistaken as a bear attack um, because of the devastation that the bear leaves behind you know your tent's ripped up you may have been you know the bear may have you know grabbed you instead of the tent but it it's a smash and grab they're 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 trying to get to the food source in your tent. They don't know what's in there. But nine out of ten times, it's because they've smelled something. They don't come to your tent in the Smokies because, you know, they just want to knock on your door and, you know, and say hi. It's they smell something. That's why they're coming to your tent. They smell something there. So that's a, that's a huge issue. In both cases, you're fighting back like hell. Screaming, punching, kicking, everything you can. Uh you know, and, and, you know, backpacking, um, backpacking in this area, uh, for as many bears have we seen um, out here and as many uh, wildlife um, that we've seen out here in Yellowstone, I'll, I won't lie, it's stressful. Um, but it's also beautiful, adventurous, fun, um, breathtakingly beautiful. And, you know, um, it's that outranks any kind of stress you have with a bear, but it's always in the back of your mind, especially when you see him. And I'll go back uh, to what we saw the other day. Um, we know. Uh, we do it all the time out here. So it, there is a level of uh, trepidation and a level, you're, you're on much higher alert than you would you know, a backpacking anyplace else. Um you know, if you're out in the Pacific Northwest, especially in the Rockies, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, Glacier, Yellowstone, a uh, place in California, especially on the John Muir Trail, uh, other areas, you're going to need a bear canister. And some national parks will make you rent a bear, a bear canister. You have to have a bear canister. It's a requirement to get a permit. Um, and I would suggest to you, and I, I may get some, you know, um, pushback from this, but anybody that you are with that does not want to bring or carry a bear canister with them when it's required, I would say don't go with them. And I, and I know I might get pushback on that, but, you know, um, the rangers in these national parks they're not doing that to, um, you know, they're not saying that for nothing. Uh, there's a reason. You know, it's easy to read a report or easy to, uh, you know, see a story or get a, or see a little quip on the news about, you know, a bear walking into someone's house or a bear going through camp or, you know, a bear attack, you know, wherever, whatever. But these rangers, they go through this every day, all year. And so when they finally make a decision to say look we have to require our bear canisters it's it's not because there hasn't been many 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 issues that they've had to deal with with bears so you have to respect that and i don't care if you've been backpacking for 20 years and i've you know i i hear it all the time i've had my food in my tent for 20 years and i've never had a problem well statistically speaking you may be getting away with something but statistically you're that's going to catch up with you um it's catching up with some of the shelters on the appalachian trail that we see now it's catching up just for the fact that as i mentioned before that there's more people going out into the 
you know, hitting these trails and going out in these wilderness areas and visiting our national park than ever before. At the same time, there's more bears that are being, that, you know, population of bears are increasing, increasing. And I'm going to talk a little bit about one of the areas that when we did trail news um, that <laughs> specifically talk about, they're talking about hunting bear again because the bear population has grown you know, so much. Um, so anyway, yeah, if, if someone refuses to hang their food or bring a required bear, bear canister with them in a specific designated area, you may want to think about hiking with that person. You know, um, most campsites in Yellowstone, for example, have bear vaults. So I don't know if there's a campground in Yellowstone that does not have a bear vault. Um, I don't think it's required to have a bear canister in Yellowstone when you go backpacking. It is required, however, that you have to camp in a designated area that the park has supplied bear vaults with. Um, now, this is not a place where you want to set up your tent <laughs> near, near a bear fault. Now, the Yellowstone campsites, the backcountry sites are 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 kind of misleading because you have an area where you have the campfire, you have your bear vaults, and it looks like the campsite in of itself. But that's not the case. It's not the case at all. So the when when we take uh, people backpacking and we go backpacking ourselves in the park, um, this is what we do. We go to the designated area where there's a campfire. We get a campfire going. We put all of our food in the bear vault when we're not using it. When we are going to have dinner, we take it out, we cook, okay? After we're done eating for that night, we put everything back in the bear vault and we have not set up our tents yet. We have not set up our tents. Our tents are still in our backpacks. They're not out. They're away from the campfire. We take our clothes bag out. We change our clothes into, cl into uh, clothes that we have not cooked in. We put our clothes, like, you know, whatever you're, you're going to sleep in. Um, we put our, our clothes that we were sitting around the campfire with, that we were cooking with. We put those in the bear vault. We walk about 100 yards and we set up our tent. That's how we do it in Yellowstone. And that's how they tell you to do it in Yellowstone. You're, you're giving yourself that better than average chance on not having a grizzly walk in to your campsite and say, hey, man, what's that smell? That smells really good on your nylon tent. I think I'm going to investigate. So you're just giving yourself a better than average chance on that. Um, and that's what zero smells. Think of it this way. Zero tolerance for smells in your tent. That's how I, my rule of thumb for backpacking in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Idaho and Montana, you know, some parts of California for sure, uh, zero tolerance for smells that come with you. And so we talked a little bit about black bears and the Smokies. The, the black bears and Smokies are, are less aggressive, but they are on the rise. Um, and if you caught our trail news, uh, video on our YouTube channel, uh, Trust the Trail, you would know that there were bear sanctuaries set up in the 70s, and one of those bear sanctuaries was Standing Indian Mountain. 
Standing Indian Mountain is on the Appalachian Trail, and that has been a bear sanctuary for a long time. The Great Smoky Mountain National Park designated a bear sanctuary. Big Frog Wilderness, that's in Tennessee. That's across the Georgia state line in the Cahada Wilderness. Bear Sanctuary. Now, why are they on the rise? Well, when those sanctuaries started back in the 70s, they had, you know, like maybe 1,500, 1,700 bears. You know how many bears they have now? 25,000. That's a lot of bear increase. In fact, the county over in Standing Indian, um, that I uh, believe that's on the North Carolina side, they're actually talking about reinstituting hunting for bear because bear encounters are on the rise. So, you know, the bear population is increasing and we have more and more hikers. So, I mean, anytime, it's common sense. Anytime, you know, you know, one plus one is two, not a big deal. A hundred plus a hundred is 200. That's a lot more mass, a lot more population. And you're, 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 you're increasing the odds of having a bear encounter somewhere because there's more of the bear out there and there's more development. There's more people on the trail. There's more, uh, you know, things pushing the bears into, you know, very limited spaces where they're going to go. So um, uh, it's, it's an interesting mix to see what North Carolina and Tennessee are going to end up doing. And I will tell you this, that problem bears in the Smokies are dead bears. So if there, if there is a bear counter, if the bear does get aggressive, and they do every year, um, the Smoky Mountain National Park unfortunately has to euthanize that bear. That's the sad part. But the other part you should know is this, is that if a bear is stubborn or is just, just doesn't behave well, but they haven't had any kind of an issue with the bear, but they suspect if they keep the bear around, they will be, they transport that bear to Big Frog Wilderness. That's part of the Cahutas in northern Georgia in uh, Tennessee. And so they'll transport the bear into Big Frog. So that's even more <laughs> reason to really understand bear behavior. And, you know, just because you're not in the Smokies, because the Smokies, you know, you got to hang your food bags, right? Okay, so they've got bear cables for you, and you're like, okay, they got shelters, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you go into Big Frog or in the cottage, there is no bear cables. There are no bear vaults. There's nothing. You've got to know how to hang your food. Um, so... Just know that there are bear in those areas if you go hiking in the northern Georgia, um, southern Tennessee area. Uh, we are uh, putting up a video on our YouTube channel, How to Hang a Bear Bag, PCT Style, uh, from Brian DeLay. Now, Brian DeLay was on our show. Uh, that episode, we call that The Legend. He's been backpacking for about 30 years. Um, one of my favorite backpackers uh, of all time that I watch all the time. But uh, Brian does a very simple method of hanging a bear bag, PCT style. It's simple. It's an older video, but I think it's very relevant today. Um, it, that's, that's the video that will stand the test of time. And uh, it doesn't make any difference how many years has passed. Uh, it's a great lesson. We always hang our bear bags, PCT style. 
uh, because not every tree is perfect. It's hard to get the perfect branch, the perfect throw, the perfect tree, the perfect distance. So hanging it PCT style is definitely the way to go. So go over our YouTube channel and check that out. Um, but, you know, no matter where you are, you know, we, uh, I, can't, I mean, I can't even tell you how many bear posts I see on Facebook about, well, what if I see a bear? Well, what would I do about the bear and the bear, the bear, the bear, the bear, the bear, the bear? Well, same rules apply on the AT. No food where you sleep. No food where you sleep. I can't stress that enough. You're giving yourself a better than average chance on not having an issue. This is common sense, folks. Okay. One of the reasons that bear conflicts are on the AT are starting to rise is because you've had, you know, 30, 40 years of food in the shelters. I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we've all conceded that the mice live in the shelters. I mean, we're not even trying to, you know, uh, get rid of the mice now in the shelters. I mean, half of the through hikers actually feed the mice. Okay. So that's already an issue. But but as bears, you know, bears are not dumb animals. As they evolve, it's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be almost certain where these bears go right up to the shelters. Um, heck, in Yellowstone, we have a red fox and a coyote. Now, get this. In two different places in Yellowstone, one's in Lamar Valley and one's up near uh, Cook City, that will will run in front of the road and stand in front of your car. And as you stop and you're like, oh my God, that's a coyote. The coyote will come up to your, a coyote will come up to the side of your door and say, you got anything for me? The fox do the same thing. The fox work in pairs. Now, if that's a coyote and a fox, <laughs> the chickens are coming home to roost in some of these AT shelters, folks. I'm telling you, they're coming home to roost. It's been long overdue. And as you see more and more bear conflicts, bear encounters at these shelters and the AT, it's common sense. Long history of this. As the bear populations on the AT will increase, so will bear encounters. You, just remember where you heard this. This is not the end of uh, this at all. When you hear the term bear aware, I like to just kind of equal that with common sense. Be bear aware. What does that mean? Okay, there's bears out here. Okay, what, what do I need to do to make sure I'm aware? I need to use common sense. Gotta, I got to know where I'm at. Where am I? Am I in Idaho, Montana? Yeah, I got other things I have to deal with. I'm part of the food chain in here. Am I in Tennessee, North Carolina? Well, I'm, I'm probably not part of the food chain, but I better know how to protect my food, and I better know how to hang a food bag, and I better practice leave no trace. Those are pretty common sense rules. I hear a lot of, uh, well, it's not going to happen to me. Don't ever think that. I can guarantee you every single person that's had a bear encounter or have had a bear attack, they all never thought it was going to happen to them. I mean, if they thought it was going to happen to them, they wouldn't be out there. 
No one goes out there and says, well, today I'm going to, gosh, I hope I get attacked by a bear. It's, you know, it's, it's primarily because, it, you know, it, it, an encounter happened. And maybe they weren't bear aware. Maybe they were. Maybe that they had a bear encounter or they had an issue with the bear, but they lived to tell about it. Were they bear aware? Probably. Probably. But don't ever think it can't happen to you. Accidents happen. You, there's no way to prevent that. You're in Mother Nature. Mother Nature is a force to be reckoned with. And bears don't care about your weekend plans. Bears don't care about your backpacking trip. Bears are there to survive just like everyone else is. And if they can, if they can get your food or they can tell you to get out of my way, if they say, hey, man, I, I, you know, I've, got, I've got cubs here. I don't like you. Then you know we we have to be able to respect that, and we have to make sure that we're bear aware. Um, so uh, one of the things that Ariane and I talk about all the time is why people go nuts. Of all the things that can kill you in nature, it seems like bears are the predominantly number one big force of nature. Um, there are more moose attacks in Yellowstone than there are bear attacks. More moose attacks than bear attacks. Why? I think it's the, I think part of the phenomenon here, and I can only talk about Yellowstone right now because we're here, but I think one of the phenomenon with national parks, and I, and I would throw Smokies, the Smoky Mountains in this, is that I think there's a misunderstanding that um, the national park system, when it comes to wildlife, is zoo-like, where it's a zoo. And so there's a misperception that, oh, because it's a national park and these animals see thousands and thousands of people <laughs> a day, that these animals, this wildlife will somehow be tamed and not attack. Well, that's just that's just that is just so untrue. Um, and and we know this because when we drive through Yellowstone, the I mean, I'll, I will I will say maybe at least two or three times a month we see a dead bison or a dead carcass, and that's usually because of a wolf attack, a grizzly attack, um, and so it you know. These, you know, these this wildlife, they're predators. When we see, and we, and you know, I think we mentioned on our podcast that we've, we've, we fall victim of this. You know, we, we've done this ourselves. That when, so when we were out in Yellowstone the other day, and we see, you know, we see a grizzly, we back off. And I mean, the number of cars that stopped on the road. Uh, there must have been, you know, 50 cars. And every single person got out of their car to take a photograph. Every single one. It's an amazing thing. It's a majestic, beautiful animal that can kill you. But everyone got out of their cars. Everyone, everybody was amazed at this grizzly bear. Now, we stayed in the car. 
um, we got back in the car. And, um, you know, I think when you, you see the amount of carnage out here that grizzlies leave, um, you do have a little bit more respect and you don't look at it as a zoo animal. Um, but we, and, and we see all this in the Smokies Zoo. The Smokies are the same way. You see a black bear in the Smokies, if you're in a car, people will stop in the middle of the road and run out of the car to take a photograph. Um, and it, I, I get it. It's, you know, um, if you've never seen a wildlife before, if you've never seen a black bear before, I, I mean, I get the excitement. Um, but um, there are parts of this country where that can be lethal. So um, as we were in the car, we see this black bear. I'll bet you it was like maybe, oh... 30, 40 yards away from us. There's people on the road taking photographs of those bears foraging, really, through the, through the snow. And it dawns on me, you know, at, 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 at any time, this grizzly could just turn around, run down the hill, and it would be downhill. And in about five seconds could choose any of those humans it wanted to eat. And it would, it, it would take about five seconds. Do you think in five seconds, if that bear started running down the hill, how many people do you think would turn around and run from the bear? I'm going to bet 99.9%. Hell, I might even do it. Because it's, you know, it's, you, now you're running for your life. You're in survival mode, right? And I, I think that's the disconnect that you just have to understand when you're hiking out on these trails and, you do see wildlife of any kind that, you know, they they don't want you there. And so it's it's not your land. You're sharing that land. It's public land. That doesn't mean it's just for humans. It's for every living creature that's on there. And not to go on the sanctimonial, uh, you know, wildlife thing. And, but but it, you, this is for your own safety. It's for their safety. Um, and so, yeah, I just looked at that and I saw I, people were just going nuts. People were running out of their cars, running along the road as this bear, grizzly bear, was, you know, foraging for food. And I thought, man, oh, man, you know, the bear turned around a couple of times and, you know, looked at everybody. And I was telling Ariana, I'm like, you know, if I was that bear, I'm in winter, I'm cold. I'm trying to dig through snow and mud and dirt to eat worms. And I turn around and I, I see all you you beautiful people standing on the long side of the road and you're only, you know, 30 yards away from me. And I know I'm, I'm probably going to get one of you if I run down the hill. I mean, we are so lucky that bears have not evolved into very smart animals. Um, and I'm surprised a ranger didn't come by and break that up. If, if that had been during... Uh, peak season, guarantee there would have been three or four rangers blocking the road, and and most people would not even wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to get a uh, hundred yards near that grizzly bear. Um, and uh, we 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 took a photograph of it in the car. Uh, we've got a one thing about Yellowstone is when you come out here, you better have binoculars and you better have a pretty good telescope uh, lens on your camera because that's pretty much how it's going to be. So. As we were kind of driving through, 
Ariana put the camera out of the car window and she snapped a few photographs. So you can see the bear on her Instagram account, Trust the Trail. It's uh, it's there. Um, and so you can see for yourself. Um, and, and that was a young bear. That was not a big grizzly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and you can kind of judge for yourself on whether you would have gotten out of your car and started taking photographs of this bear. I, I think that... Um, I think that you're pushing your luck. You know, uh, we're, we're so afraid to hike the Appalachian Trail or to hike the Pacific Crest Trail or to hike any trail because it's just like, well, what if I see wildlife? Well, well oh my God, what do I do? What, what do? But yet, when you see a massive grizzly bar bear walking along the road, you'll get out of your car and take a photograph of it? Out of your car? I don't know. I... I Maybe uh, maybe I'm naive, uh, but I, I just don't think that that's um, that's smart. That's smart to do. So uh, be bear aware, common sense, plan and prepare. Know where you're going. Understand what you're gonna do. If you know bear encounter is like okay, I see a bear. A bear conflict is. You're having a conflict with the bear. He's either in your tent, he's getting your food, he's stalking you, he's, you know, he's not leaving your campground. That's a conflict. A bear attack is when the bear's on top of you and you're fighting for your life. So understand what to do in all three different scenarios. And the goal is never to have any, any of these issues at all. So, you know, if you, if you plan and prepare and, you, and you're educated and you at least give yourself a better than average chance in knowing what to do, then some of these bear conflicts and some of these bear counters may go down. I do think that the more bear that uh, the more that the bear uh, populates and increases in population, the more people that are going out on these trails, um, which is their right to do, which is is a beautiful thing, uh, which you should do. Um, I think you're going to have a, a, a quite a few more. Uh, bear conflicts, I think probably in the next few years, you'll see more and more and more of that. Um, and hopefully uh, that won't lead to uh, further regulation and further prohibiting of people being able to hike in trails, areas being closed. And hopefully uh, that'll uh, not lead to more euthanization of bears. So, um, you know, everyone keep their heads up. So as most of you guys are uh, are all happy about spring and you know, seeing spring flowers and April showers bring May flowers. Uh, I can give you a snow report <laughs> in Montana. Uh, in the last two weeks, not even two weeks, I'd say probably 11 days, we have received at least 24 inches of snow. Um we have not seen the sun in a few days. We had one nice day uh, without snow. Uh, got up to about 45 degrees. And, uh, I mean, uh, the snow melts really quick out here because it's so dry. Uh, shoveling snow out here is easy because it's powder. Um, there's no humidity to it. But uh, we had we had one nice day. We scooted out of here and, of course, then went drove uh, through Yellowstone. But we came back. And uh, since we've been back, we've been back for two days. Uh, we had uh, about 40 mile per hour uh, winds and we received at least another six inches of snow. So 
um, at the end of this podcast uh, or at the end of this recording. I'm going to go out and shovel snow. And uh, that's pretty much how it's been up here. We have not seen <laughs> grass or dirt <laughs> on a trail for a while. March was nice. Uh, we thought it was spring was going to come early. And then Mother Nature was like, yeah, no, no, I, I'm still enjoying winter in Montana. So anyway, that's where we are. That's where we're at. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd like to show some love. Hey, head over to Trust the Trail Podcast and click on our merch link. We've got some great t-shirts, sweatshirts. We've got coffee cups, Trust the Trail. Um, we've got Embrace the Suck, which I think if you are if you have a bear encounter, you're kind of you're probably embracing the suck a little bit. Might as well have a nice cup of coffee with uh, the uh, Embrace the Suck, suck uh, saying on your coffee mug. Uh, Shout-outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. And, of course, our patrons who we could not do this podcast without you. Richard Curry, Angela Salas, Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Joe Lang, E.J. Newell, Bob Esser, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Lisa Pruitt, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Jessica Wolfen, Jordan Landcrack, Suzanne Adams, Kevin Frost, Gina Purcell, and Dean Dowson. Thank you so much. If you don't know what Patreon is, again, it's a secure platform. Let's you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account. Go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and those $2 a month get special benefits. If you hate Patreon, if you don't want to have anything to do with Patreon, you can always give us a donation on TrustTheTrailPodcast.com. Right on our website, goes right to our PayPal account. Podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your favorite podcatchers, or even on Facebook. So if you belong to our Facebook group, you want to listen to our podcast, just go over to Trust the Trail Facebook page. There's a category there called podcast. You can just listen to our podcast right then or there. And then go to the group and comment on this show. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need. More importantly, self-confidence and the ability to build self-esteem. It always gives you education too. So you understand the way this whole Mother Nature thing works. So trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye.